0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, October 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: CAPCA asked PCAs to advocate. Villaputa is almond champion and Dems tried to reach a deal. Newsom declares drought for the entire state. Focusing on urban water conservation, Governor Newsom bumped the last eight California counties into an emergency drought declaration. According to the governor's office, this grants authority to the state water board for banning certain wasteful uses like washing driveways and sidewalks. The additional counties include San Francisco and Southern California cities. Agricultural communities when the Imperial and Ventura counties are within the declaration as well. As the western U.S. faces a potential third year of drought, it's critical that Californians across the state redouble our efforts to save water in every way possible, said Newsom in a statement. CAPCA urges PCAs to speak out on pesticide proposal. The Department of Pesticide Regulation is hosting two workshops next month to solicit feedback on a proposed statewide notification system for pesticide applications. Adam Tavares, who directs government affairs for the California Association of Pest Control Advisors, hopes to mobilize CAPCA members on this and other issues. We have to start participating, said Tavares at the CAPCA annual conference on Tuesday. The time has come. DPR hosted workshops in early 2020 on finding alternatives to the insecticide chlorpyrifos. Tavares recalled how the Fresno workshop had about six other work groups telling the story of agriculture. About 50 kids donned t-shirts calling for clean air. When we're standing against 10 to 20 times more people, we don't really have a voice, he said. We need more people to show up. Tavares urged members to also sign up to receive updates on taking action. You can read more about the CAPCA conference in the AgriPulse West newsletter coming later this morning. Illaputa named Almond Champion of the Year. The Almond Alliance is honoring Assemblymember Carlos Villaputa of Stockton as the 2021 Almond Champion of the Year. Villaputa has authored legislation supporting pollinator habitat that was later adopted into the state budget, and he has made efforts to educate fellow lawmakers on the industry. Almond Alliance Chair Mike Carey said that The freshman legislature has really taken the time to get to know the many facets of our industry. Previous recipients include Assemblymember Adam Gray of Merced, Republican Assemblymember Heath Flora of Ripon, and Connie Conway, former California Director of the Farm Service Agency. UCCE to add eight advisors. UC Agriculture and Natural Resources recruiting for eight more Cooperative Extension advisor positions throughout the state. This brings the total number over the last three months to 28, with another 70 positions planned for next year. This hiring is made possible by the state's historic investment in UC ANR's mission, said the division vice president, Glenda Homiston. The budget package, signed in July, added $32 million in ongoing funding for UCANR. EPA looks at effects of neonics on endangered species. The Environmental Protection Agency has agreed to examine the effects of two neonicotinoids on endangered species and critical habitat. By October 2024, EPA will complete effects determinations for acetaminoprid and didotefuran, it said, in a proposed partial settlement agreement with the Natural Resources Defense Council. The agency already agreed earlier in the subject litigation to review the effects of imidacloprid on listed species by June 30, 2022. If the effects determinations warrant interagency consultation with federal wildlife agencies, EPA said it would conduct that afterward. EPA has asked for comments for 30 days on the proposed agreement, according to today's Federal Register. FAO Official Biotech Can Help Address Climate The top official with the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations says gene editing could help countries address climate change and suggests the technology also could help address consumer concerns. FAO is, quote, especially excited about the next generation of gene editing technologies that can be used, I think, very importantly, in ways to improve plant and animal populations, said Beth Bechdahl an American who is FAO's Deputy Director General. She was speaking on a webinar that the State Department held in conjunction with the World Food Prize Foundation's annual conference in Des Moines. She added, quote, We can't have a discussion about addressing the climate crisis without focusing on both mitigation and also adaptation, and in both of these areas, agroecology and also biotechnology practices have very important roles to play, she said. Agroecology applies to ecological principles to farming practices. She suggested the use of gene editing also could help address the consumer and governmental and public policy related concerns that continue to circle the topic of genetic modification and genetic engineering. By the way, Bechdahl, who was raised on a family farm in Indiana, has a master's degree in ag economics from Purdue University. Dems struggle for a deal. Clean energy policy has emerged as a key issue as congressional Democrats continue their search for a deal on President Joe Biden's signature tax and spending package, the Build Back Better bill. Senator Joe Manchin, a West Virginia Democrat, has reportedly nixed the idea of a clean electricity plan that's in the House version of the bill and also doesn't like the idea of a carbon tax. But Senator Tina Smith, a Minnesota Democrat, told reporters Democrats are still working on ways to push power plants toward renewables. It's important to me that we don't raise energy prices, and there's a variety of different ideas in the mix for reducing fossil fuel usage, she said. Now, Take note, rural electric cooperatives also have objections to the clean energy performance program that Manchin opposes. The plan would require utilities to increase the use of clean electricity and would reward or fine them according to their progress. The National Rural Electric Cooperative Association said, among other things, the 10-year implementation window was unrealistic, and the targets were too aggressive. Next-Gen Fertilizers win awards from USDA and EPA. USDA and EPA have announced awards for Next-Gen Fertilizers that include a range of solutions that can improve environmental outcomes, including reduced nitrous oxide emissions the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture while maintaining or increasing crop yields the agency said one of the winners is smart n which releases nutrients on demand by the crop and which creates a chemical cage for urea that dissolves into plant nutrients another winner is bio 800 plus it's a microbial inoculant that harnesses the power of over 800 species of soil microbes, kelp and other soil amending ingredients to promote greater crop production and plant health. Through programs like the Next Gen Fertilizer Innovations Challenge, USDA is partnering with the private sector to find new climate smart solutions that are good for farmers and good for the environment. USDA acting chief scientist Hubert Harner said. Here's today's She Said It. In this unprecedented drought, SWEEP is helping farmers by incentivizing water efficiency technologies. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross in opening the application window for fifty million dollars in grants from the state water efficiency and enhancement program. Well that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, October twentieth. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.